One of my favorite universal truths about the online business marketplace is that trust is our most valuable online asset. And I've got a question for you to lead off today's podcast. Has trust ever been in shorter supply? You know, timing is everything. And the timing of the recording of this week's podcast is more important than it would be in most cases. As I record this, as I sit down to record this, we are in the middle of January 2021. This is the week of the presidential inauguration in the United States. And just over a week ago, on Friday, January the 8th, Twitter released this statement. It was titled, Permanent Suspension of at Real Donald Trump, Friday, January 8th. And it said, after, uh, after close review of recent tweets from the at Real Donald Trump account, and the context around them, specifically how they were being received and interpreted on and off Twitter, we have permanently suspended the account due to the risk of further incitement of violence. It goes on to cite chapter and verse some of the reasons, but the die has been cast. Donald Trump was removed, permanently suspended from Twitter. Donald Trump and his, what is it, 80, how many million followers did he have? 89 million? 89 million followers uh, wiped off the face of the map. <laughs> the net result is I now have a larger following on Twitter than Donald Trump. There, there we go. Small mercies. It, is, it was a cataclysmic move in the online space. And over the following week, other social networks followed to suit, uh, mostly less permanently, but Facebook, Instagram, and the others all deplatformed him, effectively silencing Trump. Then this past week, Amazon stepped in, and they pulled the plug on Parler, which is a social networking site where much of the political right had migrated, where they felt their free speech was not as being censored as much. But we're not going to talk today about the right-wing, left-wing politics of this situation. I refuse to go into those politics on this podcast. But we do have to talk about deplatforming and the lesson that we can all learn from the incredible drama we see being played out on the social media front. We can't trust any social media platform. And it has nothing to do with them censoring us for our liberal or our conservative opinions or viewpoints, although many today may feel that way. Instead, it has everything to do with money, specifically how they make money from us, from our need to be part of communities. They make money from our fear of missing out. They make money from loneliness. They make money from boredom. They make money from our addictive tendencies and our curiosity and ego and narcissism. They even make money from our caring and nurturing and supportive nature. They make money from our insatiable appetite for communications, and they make money from our pettiness and jealousies, from our pride and our sorrow. Social platforms make money from human nature and from that need to be a part of a pack. It's so ingrained that we will accept almost any insult as long as we can remain a part of the online community. I know. This is a rather dark and unappealing image of social media. But right now, social media looks pretty tawdry. And booting Donald Trump to the block list and deplatforming a bunch of conservatives is not going to put a shine on that puppy. 
not by a long shot. But as I say, we will not dive into the murky waters of the political modification and ramifications of the past few weeks, but instead I want to spend some time making sure that we all have perspective and understand how we can and should be protecting our own interests, specifically our online business, as insanity seems to have taken firm hold of all of the social platforms. Steve Dotto here. How the heck you doing this fine day? Welcome to Gray Matters, the podcast for baby boomers and Gen X who are interested in online business. We are interested in finding our place in the digital age. In this podcast, you'll learn about online marketing, community building, social networking, and more, all from our perspective. The world's changing. Our prospects are changing. The job market is not interested in us anymore, and many of us face a reluctant retirement, and that is not cool. We need to take our years of experience and put it to work for us, a side hustle or online business of our own. We need to develop mad skills to adapt and evolve in order to thrive in this digital age. I can help. I want to help. And this podcast will help. It wasn't that long ago that I was struggling to transition from my former career in traditional broadcasting into online business. There were lots of bumps and bruises along the way, but I'm here to say it is a fantastic and worthwhile journey. I am glad you found us. What a few weeks we have been living through. I'm sure that you are as upset as I am. Heck, a few weeks, what am I saying? What a year, what a year and a half that we've been living through. Now, I'm sure that you're as upset as I am, and I suspect you are as torn and confused as I am about just what to think of all of this chaos. It has not taken 2021 to declare that it has no intention of making up for the shitstorm that was 2020. Originally today, I had planned to spend this podcast talking about the fervor Apple's creating in the online marketing world with their changes in iOS 14, specifically the changes in permissions relating to advertising and tracking. You know, Apple's changed the rules for all apps running on iPhones and Apple, Apple mobile devices to limit publishers' ability to track users across the internet. Those of us on iPhones and iPads are going to be getting notice uh, with new permission screens popping up when we are inside of different apps, asking for our permission for the app to track us across different applications on the web. Now, this is going to affect online advertising dramatically, especially the Facebook tracking, tracking pixel and the ad networks. Of course, the advertising community is up in arms. Facebook, oh my gosh, they are apoplectic, which in of itself is rather entertaining. So I'd intended to spend this week looking at how it will affect us both as consumers, but more specifically as content creators. But alas, events of the world have overtaken me in the high drama occurring in Washington between the outgoing president of the United States and the social platform. It's captured my attention, and and I'm sure it's caught yours, and we do need to address it. So we are going to park for today the discussion of the changes in the advertising and tracking rules that Apple has put in place. But be warned, it is a topic we will be returning to in the not-too-distant future because it has a dramatic impact in our online business. But of more immediacy right now is the events that are happening currently on a political front and on a deplatforming front. What's happening in the U.S. right now is scary. 
it's scary on multiple levels, uh, but we're going to focus on how it impacts us, how it impacts online business. Now, the immediate reaction for many of us to the specter of deplatforming is that it probably doesn't affect our business per se. I mean, the, I can hear you thinking, and I certainly thought the exact same thing. Uh, I'm not so concerned about being deplatformed for my social platforms because I do not do anything controversial. I do not push the rules. So why would I ever, why would my account ever be in risk of being deplatformed? And you are probably right. We are probably right. The chances of anybody who follows this podcast of being deplatformed because they are too controversial or too politically incorrect or too inflammatory, that's probably pushing the boundaries of credibility. However, there are no guarantees. Rules change within the platforms, how content is delivered and the permissions that we're given, uh, the permissions that we uh, need to have in order to publish our content on different platforms changes. Now, remember, a lot of people think that this is about free speech, that these social platforms have to publish what we publish because of free speech, that it's our right to say whatever we want on these platforms. And that's simply not the case. It's been proven now. It's been proven beyond any shadow of the doubt. The most powerful person in the world has been booted from Twitter, his platform of choice. The odds of the rules being changed and deplatforming us are indeed remote. However, far more frightening for you and I is the fact that the situation can change. You know, we've been focused on the human and political drama of Trump being booted from Twitter, mainly because we love a scrap, but it's been fascinating theater. However, the one thing that happened this week that sends a shudder through me is the removal of Parler from Amazon Web Services. This, for us, is way more significant because most of us are never going to do anything that puts our platform at risk. But what about the platform itself? What happens if that situation changes and the platform itself is what gets removed. The platform gets deplatformed. What the heck do we do then? There isn't a government in the world that is currently really happy with Facebook or Google. And places like the United States are looking at them with an antitrust eye. So they're looking at breaking Facebook up. Facebook, which is, when we're talking about breaking up Facebook, we're talking about splitting apart, perhaps, Facebook, Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, Instagram, breaking them into independent units, individual units. What happens to us? What happens to their reach? What happens to your accounts? If that happens, there will be uh, increased chaos should that happen. And YouTube and Google are not that far behind. There is very little sympathy for the social platforms from the world's governmental leadership. Um, there's very little sympathy for the platforms in the, in the citizenry of the world as well, I imagine. Uh, and I don't see anything in any of those companies' leadership that tells me that they are going to be able to rise to the occasion and be able to make the internal changes needed to generate that term that I started the podcast out with, that they're going to be able to actually re-engender trust with either government or with the public. It's, it's gone. And I don't believe they're going to be able to recreate it. So this is the world that we face right now, where we recognize that the platforms that we use to deliver our content, to build our community, are inherently at risk. And we have said over and over again, 
don't build your house on rented land. And so many of us have built our following, have built our membership, have built our community on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram. And we have not followed that dictum. We have built our house on rented land. So let's spend the rest of today not talking about the political aspects and not talking about the disappointment and the fear of what's going to happen or what potentially could happen to the social platforms that we use. But let's talk about the things that we need to make sure that we have in place to protect us and our business against any eventuality. Did you know that we host a free live training almost every week? This is a fact. Most weeks we host a free tutorial webinar covering productivity, content creation, or online marketing. It is called Webinar Wednesday, and you can find out this week's webinar by visiting dototech.com slash webinar Wednesday. It is the best way for you to up your skills to the next level for free. Join us. Links are in the description, or just visit dototech.com slash webinar Wednesday. What's the best single investment you can make if you don't want to build your business on rented land? The best single investment you can make is building your email list. And it's as simple as that. The most valuable business asset that you have long-term is your email list. And every single person who you convert from YouTube or Instagram or Facebook into your mail list and you get their email address and permission to send information to them is a, another nail in the structure that is the building, which is your business. I'm probably mixing metaphors like crazy. But the bottom line is your email list is still the most valuable asset. And unfortunately, it's not the sexiest thing in the world. And, and it doesn't grow in leaps and bounds and give us the kind of the... Uh, it doesn't give us the same sense of satisfaction as seeing followers on YouTube or followers on Facebook where it fires off those endorphins. Email lists tend to grow slowly and steadily, but they perform and we can directly attach how much money our businesses make to the size of our email list. So the first thing that in, you can do and the most important thing that you can do as you come through the shock of seeing the potential of being deplatformed, and we see the titanic shifts that are happening in the social marketing space, is to say this is a good thing that this happened now and what can we learn from it and what can I do about it and dedicating yourself to building that email list, that to migrating people over, to moving as many people as you can from the social platforms that, you're, that, you, that you support onto your own email list. Now, this does not mean that we stop posting on Twitter, that we stop posting on Facebook, we stop creating YouTube videos. We continue to do those things, but we always have an engagement goal in mind of migrating people onto our mail list. That's number one. And that's probably the healthiest thing we can do. The message that we're getting from the world right now is telling us, pay attention to this. Please, please, please pay attention to this. Now, going along with your email list is making sure that your website is in great shape. That's the second pillar of your own, uh, for your own kind of building that you're, if you're going to be building your, building your business on your own land all of the traffic directed to your website, all of the content that you create on other platforms, making sure that content is mirrored 
on your website. And when you're generating traffic to that content, you don't send people to the posts that you put on YouTube or the posts that you put on Facebook. You direct them to that content that you host on your website. From there, they can, it can be mirrored content. It can be the same content. For example, on YouTube, you can post a video on YouTube, put the embed code for that video on your website, drive traffic to that website, and all of the YouTube analytics work just as well, and YouTube recognizes the, uh, the, the nature of the view on your website the same way as it does within YouTube's, within YouTube's own player. So you don't lose any benefit of the, of the engagement, but you gain the benefit of them visiting your website, the fact that you can now track them, that you can drop a pixel on them so that you can retarget them, uh, and that they will be exposed to an opt-in form to opt-in and download one of your list builders. Driving the traffic to your website is, is the second, is the second uh, kind of the second pillar of building your business on your own land. And remember, it's going to work very nicely with the fact that you're building your email list because there's no better place to get people to opt in on your email list than when they are on your website. Now let's talk about the content that you create, which is your own. Now we create content both inside and outside of our platforms. Uh, but the most valuable content that you can create that will be on your own platform is going to be a blog, written content that you host, that you drive traffic to that ranks in search or a piece of content that is served through a subscription service like a podcast. This podcast is a prime example of a piece of content that I'm building for my community, which I have complete ownership of. Yes, it is distributed through multiple different uh, podcast distribution platforms, but it doesn't belong to any social platform. If you subscribe in any social in, in any uh, in any podcast player to this podcast, you are my contact. That the RSS feed will direct that content to you all the time. And then the and the podcast platform, I, I suppose it probably could disenfranchise us if it really decided to, but it, it it's not engaging and it's not deciding. There's no algorithm deciding what's going to be suggested and what's going to be put forward. If you subscribe to a podcast, it's delivered into your podcast player of choice automatically every week without fail. So this is the surest thing as far as delivering content. Finding a piece of content like a blog, like a podcast that you can own and that you can publish and you can grow your community on is one of the other things that we can do that's going to ensure that we are building our house on our own land. Now, increasingly in popularity, and I think it's going to be a huge year for it, is going to be live streaming. And so a lot of people ask me, what about live streaming when it comes to owning your own content and owning your, you know, being building your business on rented land? And sadly, live streams are, for the most part, on rented land. Because if you think about it, they are all being delivered through a social platform of some form. YouTube Live is obviously on YouTube. Facebook Live, Instagram Live, all of the different live streams are being directed through the different live streaming platforms. And so we really don't have an ability to build the same kind of following as we do, say, within a podcast with a live stream. So if, but there's still going to be a great tool. There's still going to be a great growth mechanism. So what should we be looking at doing with our live streaming? And again, I, I'm going to recommend taking a step back into antiquity to a certain extent and 
including with your whatever regimen of live streams you do, adding some extra value to a certain number of live streams that you don't put in public, but you say this one is so important that instead of just delivering this as a live stream on Facebook Live, or instead of delivering this as a live stream on YouTube, we're gonna make this a registered webinar, where if you want to consume this content, it's gonna be your hero content. It's gonna be some of the best stuff that you produce. Instead of having this for free on YouTube, you're going to have to exchange your email address and you're gonna have to sign in and you're gonna have to register for the webinar, which then puts you on our mail list. So you're gonna have to pick and choose which of those you're going to do, but really webinars are live streams. There's not a lot different as far as the end user is concerned, except for the fact that they have to register for it and it's not appearing in a feed, but it's appearing in a player uh, that that they're gonna have to log into at the appropriate time. So the webinars really dovetail nicely with with what's happening live streaming. And I see so many creators doing a great job of building a live streaming following. So I want to encourage you, if that is you, or if that's what you're thinking about, think about taking some of the hero content, some of those hero live streams, making sure they're not public, but instead delivering them as webinars, which allows you to build your list and bring people from whatever live streaming platform they happen to be a customer of into your own system. Gray Matters is a production of Dottotech. There's a lot more to us than just this podcast. Nearly every week, we host a free online training called Webinar Wednesday, but we could not create any of this content without the generous support of our patrons. Dottotech is a community-funded channel, and I want to express my gratitude to those of you who support us each and every month, keeping us on the air. If you value the content we deliver here, please consider supporting us. Visit patreon.com slash dottotech, and we have perks. Most of our members contribute $10 a month, and for that, they receive access to over 150 trainings we've delivered on Webinar Wednesday, as well as discounts on our other premium courses, plus one great perk for this community. Access to Don't Retire, Rewire, a great primer for those of you considering launching an online business of your own. Once again, to all our patrons, we would not be here without you. My thanks to you. And those of you considering joining us, I think it's a great idea. But I have to admit, I am a bit biased. This has not been a great few weeks for the social media marketing crowd. It's not been a great few weeks for social platforms. It's not been a great few weeks for humanity. I think that we can all recognize that. But perhaps some good can come out of this. Perhaps us understanding a little bit more and having it kind of driven home to us how important it is for us to make sure that we are building our business in a way that is sustainable and we aren't beholden to the social platforms. Let's figure out and let's commit ourselves to using the social platforms for growth, but focusing that growth into our own internal systems. That is my message this week. I hope that you have found it. I hope that you've taken it to heart. Till next week, I'm Steve Dotto. Have fun storming a castle. Oh, by the way, I have had some criticism to that sign-off. If you're interested in why I'm still going to say have fun storming a castle, stick around. I will tag on to the end of this podcast my thoughts on that 
you're still with me. All right, uh, let me deal with the criticism that I've received a little bit of, not overwhelming, but I have heard and I certainly thought about because of my tagline, for, which I've used now for nearly 10 years, have fun storming the castle. I love The Princess Bride. It's my favorite all-time movie. And in that movie, there is a scene in which Miracle Max has just saved the life of our hero. He was mostly dead. And Miracle Max brought him back because of true love. Our hero, along with his team, which consists of a rhyming giant and a drunken swordsman, an alcoholic swordsman, uh, is about to go and try and rescue the lovely Princess Buttercup who our hero, Wesley, is in love with. Now, unfortunately, Wesley's near-death experience has left him paralyzed from the neck down. And as they go off to attack a castle to rescue the princess, uh, a heavily fortified castle, Miracle Max, <laughs> his wife, wave to them and joyfully proclaim, have fun storming a castle as they head off on this seemingly impossible mission. This paralyzed hero, this alcoholic swordsman, and this rhyming giant to go up against hundreds of men in a heavily fortified castle. For me, this is such a great message because what it means to me is regardless of the challenges life puts in front of you, we approach them with the belief we're going to succeed. We approach them with joy and we approach, and, and, and regardless of how, how daunting it may seem, we have to try. We have to do the right thing uh, for those we love. And that's the message. So with the events that happened in the States, with the storming of the Capitol, the media has been saying, using the term storming the a lot. And I've received on YouTube a few people saying, seriously, Steve, you're still going to say have fun storming the castle? And in fact, I am. Now, I'm not entrenched in this position. If it is so egregious, if it ends up being so offensive that it's going to cost us uh, it's going to cost the respect of the community that I've been building. If it offends you, I invite you to let me know. I mean, there in our in our show notes is our email access. You can you can send us an email to podcasts at dototech.com. And don't don't yell at me and don't shout at me and, and that sort of thing. And I won't argue back. But if you have an issue, if you honestly believe that this is an offensive term, perhaps you can explain to me why, and I will take that under consideration. But for the time being, I will continue to sign off my podcasts with Have Fun, Storm at the Castle. I thank you for taking a few extra moments this week and in, in, in humoring me and in, in listening to my reasons for this and for being interested in, in, in being interested in it as well. Till next week, have fun storming the castle. <laughs>